Good morning, family. That was the, like, the stankiest version of that song I've ever heard. Like, it was, like, distractingly good. I, like, that was great. That was really, that was great. That was great. When I saw in the order that I was coming on before, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. It's going to kind of be like a somber. I wasn't, I mean, that was great. I'm ready to go. Uh, Sorry. Back. Okay, we're here. Good morning, family. (laughs) Uh, My name is Stephen Aguaya. Uh, My beautiful wife, Hannah, and myself have the the privilege of serving in the Brooklyn ministry. Um, Our two boys are here, uh, Levi six months is trying to sleep, but we lost the pacifier, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and our three-year-old Lucas is downstairs. I actually have photos. Uh, do we have photos? We do have photos. <laughs> that's, that's our troublemaker, uh, Lucas. Um, yep, that's, that's him. Uh, that's, there you go. That's, that's our youngest, Levi, six months. Less trouble than the older one for right now. And then that's all of us. That's, that's the clan. That's the crew. Uh, so obligatory, cute baby photos, so now you have to like like me. So cool. So we're good. Uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, last week Sunday, uh, my wife and I and, and Levi were in, um, were in San Antonio, um, and I had just kind of developed a pretty bad sinus infection. And sinus infections and flying are like the worst combination because like the pressure, I had no idea. Um, like when, when the plane was was landing, I, I thought like my head was gonna explode. It was really, really bad. I thought I actually ruptured an eardrum. I couldn't hear from 9 p.m. Saturday until like 7 a.m. Sunday. It was just like, I, I, I couldn't hear. And then I went to blow my nose before the, before the service started and everything came back. It just kind of cleared, like all the hearing came back, but I also blacked out. Um, like everything went dark, and then when it came back, the walls were kind of moving funny. And uh, luckily, there, there was a, a, a military doctor just happened to be watching the whole thing, and uh, and grabbed me, pulled me to the side, you know, checked my pulse and and, and all of that. It was just like the my, my balance was off for uh, for for 12 hours, um, and then at that point of recalibration, my body had to like literally start start over again. I also think it's because I was closer to Cowboys Stadium and the evil that kind of radiates. It was just the bad mojo, you know, that just kind of it, it threw off my it threw off my center. Um, but, you know, the, the, the thing with 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 recalibration is that, that, that it, it does kind of have that effect on us sometimes. Like when, when you when you when you take on like, OK, let, let me let me. Let me remember why I decided to be a Christian in the first place. It can kind of be like a, whoa, wait, what, like, like where, wh- how'd I get here? Um, and uh, James had mentioned that, that you guys are going to be uh, studying out worship for the month of, month of June. Um, and I think when, when you really take a, take a, a step back to, to analyze, well, what is worship? At least for me, it had that same effect. And I was like, man, I, I, I got to kind of get my balance here. Cause I, I think I've, I've been looking at this. Maybe not the most correct for, for a long time. Um, so let's t- uh, take a look. Turn your Bibles with me to uh, Genesis 20, 22. 
uh, really quick, Genesis 22 uh, in verse 1. Now, there's something in, 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 uh, in Bible um, literature called uh, uh, the principle of first mention. And what that means is that the first time that a word is used in Scripture often has a, a very, very heavy influence on what this is going to mean going, uh, going forward. Um, so this is the first time that we see the word worship in the entire, entire Bible. Genesis 22 and verse 1 says, uh, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, and I will show you that, that, that I'll show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two servants and his son Isaac. When they had cut enough wood for the burnt offering... He sent off for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place at a distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and we will come back to you. This is the first time in the entire scriptures that the word worship is used. And notice he wasn't setting up a singing service. He wasn't setting up a, a, a time of, okay, now we're, we're, we're going to pray over, over guitar instrumentals here. They were, he was going to go sacrifice his child. He was going to give everything over because God asked for it. And that's how, at the, if this is all we had, this is how that we have to define worship going forward. Because this is what was, was communicated. Um, Romans 12. Romans 12 and verse Interesting enough, that, that, that passage is also the first time love is used in the entire Bible as well. When describing, uh, the, just in case Abraham tried to find a loophole around that situation. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So it's not a lost concept here. At the very beginning, we, we, we read that Abraham uh, defines worship by this willingness to give God everything. And then right here, Paul reminds the church in Rome that, hey, like, you know what true worship is? When you give your everything to God. So worship, I think, has kind of taken this weird turn to, to mean, okay, now, whoa, we're good? Great. Uh, now we're going to sing, and now we're going to praise, and we're going to give, and these are all great things, but we've got to ask ourselves, are we worshiping or just singing? Are we worshiping or just clapping? It doesn't matter how loud and rowdy and how amazing the songs are, worship is sacrifice. So we're going to look at a passage that, that Jesus communicates about, about sacrifice and, and why it's worth it. Because worship, if it's not worth it, doesn't make sense. So we're going to look, uh, look, look at how Jesus communicates a, a, a worthy of worship sacrifice. Matthew, uh, Matthew 13 will be our text for the bulk of the service. Matthew 13, read from verse 44. Because the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and, his jo- and, uh, and then his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Okay, this is an interesting parable because 
um, Jesus, if you read a couple of verses before, this isn't a parable told to the crowd. This is a parable told to the apostles in a room in, in private. I actually believe this is actually not meant to reach us. I think, I think Matthew dropped the ball and spilled the beans, and then we, it just happens to be in our Bible now. But this is, this, is, this is what's meant to be just for an in-house, the people that are with Jesus. This is just for you guys. I think for us, that, that makes it pretty significant as well. I think we need some in-house stuff just for us um, also. So Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. The word Jesus would have used here um, is the Greek uh, uh, thesaurus. It's actually where we get the word thesaurus from, meaning that it's, it's, a, it's this bountiful collection of everything that, that you can think of. It's everything. It's, the, the way that an that actual thesaurus would give you multiple definitions of the same thing, heaven is multiple definitions of whatever you could want. In, any, in any, any way that you can think about it, in any, any facet of life, heaven is constantly a multifaceted version of everything you could ever want. Which means that wherever you stand here today, either a, a, a reluctant observer or a diehard committed God, you have my everything. All of us are built with an innate desire to desire heaven. Like, like, like no, no, matter, no matter how far or how distant you feel from God today, because, it's a tr- because heaven is a treasure, because it's a, it's a thesaurus of anything that you could think of, you, right now, sitting here today, desire, more than anything else, what heaven offers. It might be hard, you might not feel it, you might not, it might not, not obviously in, in the front of your mind because of other distractions, but we are all sitting here today, like, like designed with this, with an insatiable desire to, I, I, I want what heaven is offering. The kingdom of, of heaven is like a treasure. This man finds it, hides it again, because if he just took it, it would be stealing, and you can't do that. Um, and then in his joy, in his absolute joy, goes back home, puts a dollar amount on everything he owns, sells everything, and uses that money to purchase the field. Now, my, my wife and I um, have, been, have been married uh, for, so actually this, this November we'll be together for a decade. Um, a day in marriage will be 10 years together this, this November. And in my 10 years of knowing Hannah, um, and in my, I guess, you know, seemingly, you know, just not, not a lot of time in, in marriage, I, I, I think I know that if this guy had a wife, that conversation is like, hey, it's just like, hey, hey, sweetheart, how was your day? No, it was good. I was out on random fields, randomly, just looking at stuff. Oh, okay, fun. Uh, find anything interesting? I did. I found the treasure. Uh, just, it was just there, kind of hidden, but also just like right there. It was, actually, it's like it's, it's more. It's like this. It's everything, really. It's just kind of everything we could ever want. It's just, just sitting right there. Oh, wow. Interesting. And, and, and then what happened? Well, um, I just kind of decided that we should go ahead and, uh, and just sell everything to buy the field with the treasure that I just happened to randomly find earlier on today. Like everything. Like all, all our sentiment, all, all, all the wedding, all the wedding stuff, all of our kids, all the sentimental things that... All the expense, all the stuff that you had to work very hard for, that we had to, all the sacrifice, all the... <laughs> you know, that, that is crazy. <laughs> that, is, that is 
I would even say it's unwise. It's impulsive. It's bad for business. It's bad for the family. It's way too risky unless, unless the value of the treasure is significantly more expensive than the, than the combined sum of everything that they had before. And it has to be significant. It can't be, if it's an equal trade, you don't make that sacrifice. You get out of your mind. It needs to be so heavily, like, more valuable. Because otherwise, this is just a, ba- this is a bad idea. This is, this is a, a horrendous idea. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll be going on, on, on six years of, of, of marriage, and I didn't need six years to know this is a bad idea. <laughs> Take six months, six minutes, just like six anything. And just, you, you, you don't, you don't, you don't do this unless it is an obvious steal. If it is just like, like overwhelmingly more valuable, then you do it. The value of the treasure, um, it, uh, if it's greater than the sum of the man's life, multiplied by his family, multiplied by his future, raised to the power of the rest of his life, if that treasure is more valuable than that, then the only correct answer, the only correct response is, yeah, I'm going to get rid of everything. I, because it's worth it. Because it is worth it. When I moved to New York, uh, I'm sorry, when I moved, yeah, when I moved to New York from, from South Africa many years ago, um, I used to, every Sunday, I would come to church in basketball jerseys, like baggy jeans, um, and that was kind of my Sunday attire. Just like, yeah, you know, who cares? God looks at the heart, not the outside. Don't be a heathen for looking at my outside. You, 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 you judgmental. It's like, nah. I'm, I'm, God is looking at my soul, not the brand that I'm wearing. Uh, and then I met and fell madly in love with, with Hannah Sassone at the time. And before we even started dating, she brought up, you know, I think we, we were at some, 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 maybe a gala. Like, you know, Stephen, you, you, look, you look very nice when you, when you, you, should, you should dress up more often. This is now how I dress every Sunday. Park service, I will be dressed like this. Blue jean Sunday, I'll be dressed like this. If it's a home church because of a venue, I'll be dressed like this. If I'm sick on a Sunday and can't make it to service, I will probably end up in slacks still. Because I would, if, 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 I, if all I have to do is dress differently to, to be in her good favors, yeah, I'll dress. I'll, now, and now I have to buy more slacks. I have to buy more ties. I have to buy some more blazers. I actually have to financially invest in this thing. But it's not like, if, if what I'm gaining is, the, is, is her look, looking at me and, 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 and she, she'll like me now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? You want me to, I, I, can, I can do other things if you want as well. Because that's, that's, that's what love will make you do. Like love will, like, it'll make you like, what, what, however you value stuff before, you find something and it's like, wait a minute, no, 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 I want that now. So what do I have to do? And this is not a, if you've, been, if you've been in love, this is not a crazy idea at all. Actually, if you have any, like, hobbies that you really, really care about a lot, this is not a crazy idea. If you've ever been a student of a school, ever, this is not, like, because think, think about, you have to wake up every morning, go and sit down in multiple classes, be told way more information than what, what, what your brain can hold, and then at some point pay a lot of money 
for that in the, in, in, in the hopes of, of a piece of paper that then hopefully gets you potential more money down the line. But let me tell you something. If, if, if they removed the degree from the, from the school education process, ain't nobody going to school. Nobody. Why? Why, why go through that unless, unless what you get at the end of it makes all the work worth it? I'll, ch- I'll change how I dress if I get Hannah. This guy, he... He was willing to give up everything. Everything. Put his family in a weird position. Give up everything. Remember when it's... At, at some point, if you're a Christian today, you communicated that, yeah, I'll give up everything. I'll go anywhere. I'll do whatever it takes because it's worth it. Because heaven is worth it. Because because the treasure is worth it. So I'll do whatever. I mean, this 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 is worship. Not a song has been sang yet, but this is worship. So we, the question we have to ask ourselves is: Well, are, are you still are you still willing to do that? Or maybe even what's what's more accurate is that does that describe your life right now? Is your life obviously showing this, no, 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 I've given up everything because it's worth it, because the treasure is worth it, because the, the, the heaven is worth it. In his joy, not this kind of reluctant, like, ah, I guess I have to because the lead evangelist told me to. In his joy, hands over, and this is, day, this is not Ph.D. Christianity either. This is not like advanced, like you have to understand the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic and, 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 and go to... This is day one Christianity. Like, drop your nets and follow me. This is, this, is, this, is, this is where it begins. In his joy, he hands over everything because it is worth it. So then, of course, of course then, because it's worth it, I'll make time to saturate my mind and my heart with God's word. Uh, Romans 10.17 says that faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is found in, in our Bibles. And I can't rely on Sundays for that, because I, cause I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the radio, I'm, I'm, I'm watching TV, I'm having conversations, I'm saturated by the world. I can't, I can't rely on just a Sunday sermon for me to be set. But I tell you, whatever sacrifice is needed for me to get, it's worth it, because the treasure is worth it. And heaven is worth it. So, of course, I'm going to be devoted to the fellowship, even if it's inconvenient. If they make the service 8 o'clock, why? Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> hey, if, if, they, if, they, if they make it 6 p.m., if they, if they like, what? what <laughs> oh, that, that, that's better, right? I like that one. Preach about that. Uh, like, e- even when it's inconvenient, the thought should be, oh, well, no, but it's worth it. The treasure is worth it. Heaven is worth it. So I'm going I'm, to, I'll, I'll, I'll be devoted to the body no matter what. You know, call it, call it Bible talks, family group, uh, zone, whatever. Call it, uh, what, what, like, but also call it the route to heaven. Because if you take that part out, then it becomes schematics. And it's not schematics. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 10.25 says that we have to stay together because we, we need the community to remind us of heaven. The community. Like, as a collective, 
in God's perfect plan for how do I get these stubborn people to just get themselves to heaven. Because you know what? Have them think about the community and be part of the community the whole time because what else is heaven? If you're having a hard time being devoted here, I'll tell you what, heaven's going to be challenging. It's like, because you can't, you can't not show up, you're there. <laughs> you can't not be devoted, you're, you're, you're there. So if, if, this, if this isn't just a dress rehearsal, then, then what is it? Of, co- of course, but, but, and all the sacrifice needed is worth it. Because heaven is worth Of course I'll give my money and not worry about it either. You know, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be taken care of. And this is not just, like, in a vacuum, that passage is amazing. But Jesus says that as a remedy to worry. To don't, like, don't worry, seek first the kingdom instead. So of course then, it's special missions, weekly contribution, call, again, call whatever you want. And, and let, let, me, let me even say, I, so personally, I don't see my, my, my giving as giving to God. Because God doesn't need my money. Like, God, God owns oxygen. Like, like, what's, you know? I do, though, get to invest in God's plan, which I would even say is a more evil thing to, to opt out of. Like, well, God has set a plan for us to make himself known here and everywhere around the world. And so you're like, you, you know what the, the 2019 version of that needs? American currency. That's it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, I'll, I'll give then. Because it's worth it. Because the treasure is worth it. Because heaven is worth it. Of course I will, I will obey God's word. Of course I will love my neighbor. Of course I will serve. Of course I'll be a light in my job. Of course I'll, I'll be at service on time. Because the treasure is worth it. Because heaven is worth it. In his joy, in his joy he hands over everything and gains more than he could ever dreamed of or imagined. Are you holding on to something? Because he gave up everything. Are you? And, and maybe maybe it's not a material thing for us. Maybe it, maybe it's a grudge. Maybe you've got this grudge that that's making worship impossible. Because you can't you can't give your life as a sacrifice if you're holding on to ill feelings towards somebody. Doesn't work. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe maybe you've you've justified ungodly behavior with oh that's 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 just kind of that's just me. I just said that's kind of kind of my 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 zodiac sign. Whoa! Yep, I said it. Maybe it's control. Maybe, maybe handing over control is just nah, I'm good. I, I like. Or our version of that is you know Jesus take the wheel and then take this left at the next block because I, I know this neighborhood really well and and uh, just you know. Maybe it's a sketchy relationship that, that is making worship impossible because you have emotionally attached yourself to someone who is not attached to God. And God is uncomfortable. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the past. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's disappointment. Whatever it is, it might be time to just let go to make true worship possible. Uh, a couple, um, at this point, a couple of months back, um, oh no, it's like a couple weeks back, my family went on a little you know, family vacation to, to Pennsylvania. 
Um, and we were at this uh, water park that also had a gigantic arcade in the, in the bottom level. And when I say, I mean, I think more than double this, more than triple the size of this room was this arcade. But it wasn't just kind of an open space. It was kind of a maze. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it was very, very, like a parent's nightmare because it's, it's all the loud arcade games. There's kids running everywhere. It's dark. Um, and you can't really see that far in front because it just kind of, the room turns to become something else. Uh, my son loved it. Uh, but, you know, you could tell, like, everyone else was kind of uncomfortable. So, uh, uh, the last day we were there, out the corner of my eye, I saw this mom, panicked look on her face, turns a corner and just starts yelling, Kayla, Kayla. And she takes off running in the direction of, you know, where, where I'm, I'm guessing where, where she thinks Kayla is. And so I'm watching that happen, and then I see a little girl come around from another corner and also looks lost and confused. So I looked at her, I'm like, hey, are you Kayla? And then I pick her up, and I'm running, like, as fast as I can run with this, like, five-year-old girl in my hand, running in the direction of the mom. And, like, a couple of, I mean, I'm, I'm corners, and then I'm like, you know, I never gave her a chance to answer. <laughs> she never actually, she never actually clarified if she was, in fact, therefore, thus, whereas... Kayla, <laughs> and now I'm like, I mean, I'm, 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 and I'm booking it because I went into kind of like panic parent mode. I'm like, well, if that was my kid, I would want someone to sprint to me. So I'm like, I'm flying through people with this girl, and then I, I, I get to the mom, and I'm just praying that they know each other, <laughs> and uh, you know, it ends up being Kayla. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because I'm here right now, and if it wasn't Kayla, you know, you, that, that, wasn't, that, that wouldn't be it. But imagine, imagine if it was not her. And then my, well, and I was like, you know what, though, but, you know, I, I just feel like this is Kayla. I just, I feel like, 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 like God has been making it clear. I've been praying. I've been, like, seeking advice, and I just feel like, I think that, like, not, like, this, this just kind of, I think this, I get, you know, I, I see how scriptures say differently, but I think this is, I think this is, this just feels like Kayla to me. In my own personal opinion, I feel the feeling of this being Kayla. Like, that's jail time. That's just... There's, there's, no, there's no gray area. There's no, like, oh, you thought it was her? Oh, sorry, don't worry. Like, you're, you're forgiven. Like, it either is her or I'm in a lot of trouble. Those are the only options here. Now, again, I'm, I'm, very, I'm so grateful that it ended up being, you know, the, 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 the right person. But I think, I think we also kind of have to take some self-evaluation of ourselves. Like, well, like, because if, if what you're holding on to is not what God says hold on to, you are in a lot of trouble. And, and there's, no, there's no fancy justification for it either. There's no way that you can, you can try and repackage or rebrand a, a holding on to what God says let go of as, no, 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 but, but this, this, this is different. Like, listen, it's either Kayla or not. Like, there's, there, there's, there's no, there are two options. That's it. 
and I think I think all of us need, need to just like look at ourselves and like what, what what am I holding on to today? Today's June second, right? June second, twenty nineteen. Like what is, is am I holding on to God's promises? Am I holding on to to, to, to hope of, of, of what what he what he's made very clear and evident to me? Am I holding on to his plan? Am I holding on to the fellowship? Am I holding on to to, tr- to trust? If it's those things, by all means, like it's you know it's it's the right thing to hold on to. But if it's anything else that God has said, let go the grudges, the the, the hurt, the past, the attitudes, the control. All, if if it's all if it's it's not the right thing. We just have to let go. And that is worship. Not a song has been sang yet. But that is worship. Let's look at verse 45 of Matthew 13. And we'll wrap up here. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So for years, I thought this was Jesus just saying the same story twice. The, the first one is a guy... Uh, we are the guy, the treasure, the, the, the treasure is heaven, the field is the world. He goes out into the world, finds the treasure, great. The second one, we are the merchant, we go in, find the pearls, the pearls is, the tre- the, the, is, is heaven, so everything, get it, great. And then recently, it's just kind of been like, it's just kind of been, been, been irking me that, that that's, that's, that's not how it's worded, though. In the first one, it's a very clear, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field. The second time around, though, so the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. So it takes, it, uh, hey, and listen, I'm very okay with being wrong about this, but it takes seemingly heaven and it turns it into a person who's an expert at what he's looking for, finds what he wants, and says, so I'm going to give up everything for this pearl. So, uh, look, look at uh, Romans 8. Romans 8 and verse 32. Or even verse uh, 31. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? uh, who uh, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, and more than that, who was raised to life at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or, or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of the sword, as it is written, for your sake we face, face death all day long and we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. So if, if Matthew 13 doesn't say it, Romans, Romans 8 definitely does. That God makes himself man in Christ, comes down and gives up everything to attain us. So sure, at the beginning, it's very, ob- it's very obviously us in a field, finding the treasure by accident almost, and then acknowledging that logically nothing is more valuable than that, so I'm going to give up everything. And just in case you need extra motivation, God is going to give you himself. He's going to give you Jesus to be perfect, get killed for nothing, and then you benefit from that. You know, the, the, uh, in, in verse 44, where it says in his joy, um, the, the, the word there is, is chara. If you have to 
four sentences in English. It's C-H-A-R-A. The word for grace in Greek is charis. C-H-A-R-I-S. C-H-A-R-I-S. So you literally, you literally cannot spell grace without joy. It's built into the concept. So I think sometimes I look at God as kind of this like reluctant old man who, okay, fine, Stephen, you did all the steps, so I guess I'm going to have to forgive you. But in actuality, joy is built in to the plan of our salvation. And so the, 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 the plan of grace, joy is built into it from God's perspective. God can, he is overwhelmingly just like, man, I, I cannot wait to shower my, my, my grace on these people. I cannot wait. And if they needed extra incentive, here's my son. Here, and here's my son as a sacrifice to cover your sins. But listen, even if that's not enough, I'm going to have him walk with you. I'm going to have him walk you through all the trials, all the hardship, all the failure, all the disappointment, all the victory, all the good, all the bad, all the everything. Nothing will separate you from my love, and I'm going to prove that to you by giving my son to die for you and to have him hold your hand through the process as well. So yes, we sacrifice everything, but look at what God did. Look at what God did first. Look at what God did before we knew what God was. Look at what God did when we knew what he was and did the wrong thing anyway. Look at what God did now as we're trying our best to just make this work. Gives us his child. Sacrifices everything for us. You know, uh, Lucas, um, uh, he's, he's our, you know, Lucas is amazing. Uh, our, our, our oldest, is a, he's a character. He definitely you know, brings a lot of flavor uh, to, our, to our life. Um, so my, my sister-in-law has kind of created this tradition where every Easter um, she will hide, you know, these plastic Easter eggs around our apartment, and then Lucas will go looking for it. Uh, last year he wasn't really interested. This year he was very excited, very, very excited about the the, the, the concept of, of finding these eggs with little toys or candy or like a quarter in it or, or whatever. Um, and we didn't really budget for him to want to do it the day after Easter as well. Uh, but he's still hiding eggs um, to this day. Um, and what's, what's, what's cool, though, is that... So he'll say, you know, Dad, you go, go, go close your eyes. I'm going to hide the eggs. Uh, they're always in the same place. It's in the, it's in the fridge. It's in all the shoes. It's in the, the vacuum cleaner closet. Um, it's in our son's uh, car seat. Like, it's... It's the same thing. Um, but even if it wasn't, what he does is that, like, he'll hide it, come get you, and then hold your hand. Like, Dad, I put one here. I put one there. I put one over there. No, 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 Dad, there's more. There's one around the corner. And it's like, you know, he's hiding the eggs, but he's walking me through the process of finding it. So, you know, God hides the treasure in a field. It's hidden, kind of. And then he says, I'm going to, Stephen, I'm going to hold your hand and walk you to the treasure. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to make it very clear what is needed to attain this treasure. I'm going to give you everything you need to succeed in now this field that you now own. And if you ever need any incentive to, to, to remind you of how much I love you, I'm going to sacrifice everything to make this work for you. 
So it's hidden. But it's also right here. And whenever we lose sight of that, God he said, I will give you my everything to walk you through the process of finding this. You know, when, when, when we think of worship, I think we, we first have to understand that it's, that, that it's, it's worth it. Heaven is worth it. The treasure is worth it. Whatever sacrifice needs to be put up front to make that happen is worth it. And if you ever need a reminder of why, why we sing and why we praise and why we pray and why we, we, sp- we spend time to collectively do this, just remember Jesus. Remember the sacrifice. And yes, it's somber. Yes, it's, it's, you, have, you have to reflect. But, but God was excited about this. God was, was filled with joy at the potential of having you. That, that, that just, just the, the notion of, man, I, I get a chance to, to, to give them grace, that excites me enough to get rid of everything to make that happen. You know, so, when we find the treasure, there's only one correct response. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Father, for, for, for putting this here. Thank you for bringing me to it. Thank you for all of the challenges that that I had to go through in life to get here. Thank you for all the future challenges that will keep me humble and keep me reliant on you. God, thank you for making this possible. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of everything now because this is worth it. Because heaven is worth it. Because the treasure is worth it. And that's why we worship. Amen? Thank you.